Welcome to the 757 Renaissance Man Podcast. On this episode, we chop it up with Ski, owner of Got Fish. We discuss the Got Fish grind, one step at a time, stepping out on faith, food truck red tape, going from food trucks to brick and mortar, then having to close for COVID, what it means to serve great food, exceed expectations, and to love people, being fishers of men. Let's have a conversation with Ski, the owner of Got Fish. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 757 Renaissance Man podcast. I have a guilty pleasure on the line today. One of my favorite, uh, uh, let's say when I'm taking a... uh, small vacation from my diet one of my favorite places to go i am chopping up with my man ski from god fish how you doing this morning sir hey, good morning my brother peace and blessings to you so you gotta give it to him like on the truck yeah yeah man it's good to be sitting here talking to you today sir likewise I am an extreme fan, not only of the food, but of the grind. And you know, I've I've been rocking with you since since the little truck. Yeah, <laughs> 2017, man. 2017 uh, September is, is is when that jumped off. So uh, it's been a journey, and um, I appreciate you for for seeing us through it. So tell us, how did that come about? How did you make the transition from? not being got fish to got fish. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, that, that was a, a long time coming. Um, people see that, you know, they see it from the little truck perspective. And like I said, that was in September of 2017. But man, you go back three, four years before that, when I first purchased that trailer that I, I originally turned into uh, the first food truck, I purchased that about three and a half years before I actually started the business or had an idea of what the business was even going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew in my heart that I wanted to work for myself and create um, a space where I could be my own boss and, you know, um, have freedom of time and, you know, write my own schedule and, and, and things like that. So that way I can do what's important to me. Um, so that was always just the goal to, to have that liberty uh, of freedom of time. And um, so when I bought the truck, I was living in Baltimore mm-hmm. um, at that time. So I, I bought a trailer and I was like, man, I'm gonna start a food truck one day. So, you know, I, I had that in mind. So I bought the trailer and then began to put like the hood system in there as I came into some money. You know, of course I was working a full-time job at that time, living in another state. Um, the trailer was here at my aunt house in Norfolk okay. in her backyard, man. It was, it was just empty and bare, you know, and then I was like, man, I need to start doing something. So just buying little stuff here and there, here and there. Um, and then, you know, uh, about three years passed and, you know, uh, it was like the Lord urged me to move back to Virginia from Baltimore. So um, me and my wife and, and the kids uh, came back down here and I was working on the Norfolk no, excuse me, um, the Portsmouth Naval Hospital. Uh, I was operating a restaurant um, as a general manager there in the food court. Okay. And um, I stayed there for a while, for about a year and a half, year and some change. And, you know, uh, the Lord urged me to start my business. 
and I was afraid, you know, uh, it, it, I heard him, I understood what he was saying, but it was like, man, I, I'm, I'm secure where I am. You know, the job is cushioned, man. I, I, I was closed um, by one o'clock on Saturdays, off on Sundays, you know what I mean? It, it was a good job, man. But um, it, it got bad, you know, after the Lord urged me to go and I didn't leave. Um, things started changing for the worse and it was nothing that I was doing. Um, it, he was, it was trying just, to tell you what was up. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, he was just trying to put me on, you know what I mean? And I, and I wasn't really trying to hear it at that time. Um, my wife was even like, you, you should just start your business, you know, I support you, you know? And, and at that point it was like, all right, maybe I should really reconsider this and, and start to look at it. And at that point I started to work. I was working, I made my mind up that I was going to do it. So um, what happened was I was working a full-time job and I would come home in the evening and start to do work in the food truck, building out stuff, um, getting materials and supplies, doing whatever I can with my own hands um, to be as diligent as possible. And then the stuff that I couldn't do, I was outsourcing, getting those people to come in um, and make that happen for me. Um, and, and, you know, and to the point where it got to, I was about 85% complete the truck and I was like, okay, it's time for me to quit and just give this my all. So I gave um, my two week notice. And from that point on, um, I just began to uh, work on finishing out my truck, man. And, and the rest is, is pretty much history. How, so at this time, uh, food trucks are big everywhere, except for in Hampton Roads when you first started. How, uh, what kind of obstacles did you have with, you know, permitting and um, getting out on the road? Yeah, that was that was probably the hardest part. Um, they were there was food trucks here. It's funny you say that they wasn't here before me, <laughs> no, because you know uh, we kind of made it like really. Uh, the Lord blessed us to to make it really popular um, to be a food truck. Um, you know, with our food, our customer service, and our level of cleanliness that we delivered, uh, I think uh, created a different approach and appeal to different people in the food truck industry and outside the food food truck industry um, to draw them in. But food trucks was already here. They had some organizations going already. Um, but it wasn't like popular. Yeah, like, it wasn't I was used to traveling yeah, other yeah. places, and you you see, like in Baltimore. In Baltimore, you yeah, seek out yeah, the food yeah, yeah, it was like it was like the thing. You yeah, know what like in um, in California, you you would overlook right. a restaurant to go to yeah, a food truck. Absolutely, man. Um, but like you said, it, it, it was happening here. It wasn't really popular, and I think that's what the Lord, you know, allowed us to kind of open that up for a lot of people and for ourselves. But um, man, that was the hardest part. Nobody to teach you, nobody to learn from. Um, it was pretty much, you know, you get out there, hit the pavement and you learn on your own. So it was me uh, going to every single city. You know, I, I operated in, in all seven cities. So I would have to go down to all seven city city halls, um, getting a vendor packet. And everybody's getting, rules getting are different. Getting tackets, yeah, getting taxes, uh, you know, just understanding each locality, what you can do, what you can't do. So it that that was a lot of the homework, you know what I mean? And that was a lot of the preparation involved is understanding what you can and can't do. Um, and then once you once you get that established, it kind of paves the way for you to go forward because you know what to do and you know what not to do. You know the steps to take and the steps not to take. So um, educating yourself on the business going down to these city halls, getting their food vendor packets, asking questions, uh, calling people from the city, um, just being persistent in that and to get the right information because each city is different. But man, once you break that red tape and you have that knowledge, that wisdom, you, you're able to go forward and operate and flow uh, without having a lot of hiccups. You know what I mean? Um, because man, the food industry is a lot of hiccups, especially with 
the food truck vendors, man. Um, being able to park here, can't park there, is a lot going on. Um, and people aren't likely to help you in that industry. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but it, it's really hard to find somebody to help you and assist you along uh, with understanding what to do and what not to do. Uh, they see everybody as competition and things like that, but there's no brotherly love to help, you know what I mean, assistance or anything like that. But man, uh, just doing my homework and, and seeing it through, and um, preparing myself, and that's what helped us, you know, to go forward. Nice. So, how many trucks did it grow to? Uh, two, two. Yeah. Hey, we started um, September of 2017 in our first truck. That was a small truck, man. That was a six by twelve. Uh, I, I still don't even know how we how we even started in that truck, man. Uh, it, it was crazy tight. It was me and my boy Joe. Uh, we grew into another cashier. That was uh, my girl Liv. Uh, so it was like three of us on the truck consistently. My wife would join us at times and my son, um, my pops would jump on, you know, when we needed extra help, whatever. But it was it was consistently like a three to four man crew on that little truck. But um, we went from the little truck, six by 12. And like I said, we started September of 2017. Six months later, um, going into March, I purchased the second trailer, um, which was an eight and a half by 16 foot trailer. And that was a little bit, that was a bigger one. Um, and we rolled in that for about a year, close to a year and a half. Um, and then from that point, we went into our first location. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> so, okay. Now that we brought that up, let's talk about how, um, the timing was because like you got your first location and like two weeks later, COVID. Yes, no, it was exactly eight weeks later. <laughs> Man, I remember it like yesterday. No, we actually, like I said, we was in that, we went from a small truck and then six months later, we got a larger truck. And then from there, we stayed in there for about a year and a half. Um, and then going into uh, our second year, actually into our second year of business, we opened up February of 2020, our first location. Um, man, that's just a testament of how fast the Lord was moving um, in our business and, and in our lives. So uh, just being faithful and diligent will, you know, uh, yield an increase and yield a fruit for you and your, and your business. Uh, just wanted to say that. But man, we got there we opened up in February 2020, eight weeks later uh, in March, the, the whole thing went, went south mm -hmm. and uh, we had to close the doors down. We closed for about, I think, five to six weeks during the pandemic when it first hit. And then we opened back up and, you know, we were not letting people inside, just doing the curbside and ordering from the door, um, things of that nature, doing whatever we can to keep keep afloat and keep the doors open. Um, but the Lord provided and we're still here. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. One thing I always um, want to give you your props for is your staff. You have excellent staff. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. if you're there or if you're not there, it's still going to be good, consistent food and service nice. and one of the things i'm really really was happy to see when you open up the store a lot of the same faces from the truck were in the store and that really you know that really solidified it for me like yeah it's about to be good <laughs> <laughs> yeah man um we try to keep it family oriented you know what i mean i started like i said i started the business with the, some close people that was around me um friends and family uh, at this point, my son work here, my dad, some of my friends work here, um, cousins. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a family thing, man. You know, uh, we're here for a, a purpose. 
And um, we come in every day with that purpose in mind to deliver the mission, which is to serve great food, to see the expectations and to love people. And those things are non-negotiable for us. So um, it's how we do business. It's, it's, it's our, um, our governing factor and our decision-making uh, on, on how these things are impacted on whether or not we should or do something or should not do something. So we kind of stick to our mission statement um, and you know govern our decisions from that. So whether I'm here or not, we should be using that to make the right decisions. Yes. Yeah. So my daughter is 14. She's about to be 15. Yeah. I'm about to send her your way. Come on. <laughs> Let her find out what some real work is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real, man. It's, it's relentless. And, and you know, um, you got to have a high standard if you're going to maintain, you know, what you establish and, and to keep it going in the right direction. Yeah. So I'm going to flip it instead of saying, God fish, why fish? Why fish? Man, the Lord told me I'll be fishers of men. There's so many reasons why fish. Um, but, you know, overall, the overarching thing is that, you know, the Lord spoke a word into my life. And he said, I'll be fishers of men. Didn't really understand what that would look like. I know what it means, um, but never understood what it, what it really looks like for me, because each individual in Christ is different. Uh, each individual's purpose is different. So, you know, the way that people, we are all called to fish for men at some point in life. Um, and that's basically witnessing the gospel of Jesus Christ to an individual um, to get them saved, you know, and to bring them into the sheepfold. But uh, that purpose is different for each individual. And I didn't really understand what that looked like for me. I just knew I wanted to do a food truck. And then the Lord talked to me about being the fishers of men. Um, but I can go back, man, to my 20 years, early teens, um, 13, 14 years old, 12 years old. I was with my dad living in New Jersey and he had a food truck. Um, we sold fish and chips on the food truck. So like selling fish was always a part of my family, um, part of something that we did, uh, fish fries, that was big in my family, um, family cookouts, all that type of stuff. So like, it, it was something that we naturally uh, already did, you know? So it was like, okay, when it came down to it, it was like, um, you know, the Lord spoke and said, and be fishers of men. And I was like, all right, so I'm gonna sell seafood. Now I'm thinking about fish, you know, and it was just like, okay, how do we go from there? And it just kind of expanded as I moved forward um, in the vision and I was able to make clear decisions. Awesome. So what are, I, I'm, you should already know what my favorite things are off your memory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love the plain, just the fish and chips. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I love my lobster tail. Yeah. But I got to get that new mac and cheese. I haven't had that yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the mac and cheese, man, is one of my favorites because, you know, um, growing up, you used to a traditional mac and cheese and everybody, you know, you know, the baked mac and cheese. I, I just wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, our approach is different. So it's not the, it's not to blend in with anyone. It is to make ourselves uh, stand out and be unique. But man, the white cheddar mac um it's phenomenal uh, i love it and i think that is a great addition to go with you know it pairs with everything well on the menu especially the lobster mac that, that thing hit yeah that's what i, I need that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so your what do you order from your restaurant man um i eat a little bit of everything man i i i kind of pick around um i've been on the crabby chips lately okay um they, they've been one of my favorites uh the corn uh, it's been one of my favorites in the grilled shrimp salad. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, that's kind of where I've been at the last few weeks. Um, a couple weeks ago, a uh, matter of fact, I take that back. Um, I took a piece of cake home, uh, last Thursday and I sat it on the counter. My wife took a piece 
And then my daughter took a piece. I took a piece. It was gone. And then the whole house was looking for more cake. And I'm like, wow, this is good. You know what I mean? Uh, and I haven't had it probably at that point. It was probably at least a couple of months since the last time I tried the cake. Um, so it, it was really refreshing and good to even taste it and, and to see how good it is. And I understood why people come back. Where do you get those big old steroid filled shrimp? <laughs> Those shrimp, like they've been lifting weights. It's no steroids in the shrimp, man. They natural shrimp, uh, um, the uh, chemical free and all that type of stuff. But um, now nah, we order colossal shrimp, man. Uh, they come in thirteen to fifteen shrimp per pound. We don't do jumbo. We don't do uh, anything below that. So if it's not thirteen to fifteen shrimp per pound, then it's not being accepted here. You should change it to the Debo shrimp. <laughs> man those shrimp are expensive man you know um they cost to be that big you know and like it doesn't our prices don't reflect what we actually pay for them on the menu um we lose money when we sell shrimp for the most part but we make you know make a profit on the other things but i'm willing to sacrifice that um for to offer people a quality product at a reasonable price you know what i mean um and like i said we're not we're not we're in it. We're in it to be successful. We're in it to expand. But money isn't the driving force for us. Um, it's the vision of the Lord, man. You know, we bring people together. Um, we create a great atmosphere for people to be in. I'm able to impact the community I'm in by adding value to it, uh, teaching and training individuals to be professional, uh, to operate from a different standard, a higher standard above the industry. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it has a, a broader approach to it than just the financial aspect. Um, and, and that's just a byproduct for us here, to be quite frank with you. Um, you know, uh, we need it to survive. We need it to, to go forward. Um, it's a resource and it's necessary, but at the same time, it, it's not our driving force in the decisions that we make. So I want to I want you to know that once I started feeling comfortable going to um restaurants and eating um your restaurant was one of the first ones I I was I had to get to. Amen. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't stay and sit, but I got it yeah. and got out, but I had yeah, to yeah. go and I had to make sure that y'all was still okay. Appreciate that. You know, like you say it's it's more than just being a customer, it's like being family. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the vibe we want to create, man. We, we want to be, um, excuse me, a staple in the community. And we want to bring people in and just enjoy um, the service, enjoy the atmosphere and enjoy the food. And, and, and that's what we have to offer and bring to the table. What was the transition like going from the truck to the restaurant? Man, that was rough. That was a really and, rough. And do you still have people that request the truck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so let me answer the second part. Yeah, we get people to request the truck all the time. And it's something that we might do again. Um, we're looking at, you know, uh, later on in the future, maybe, you know, this summer or going into next summer to get that get another truck up and rolling. Um, at the moment, we're kind of focused on, you know, the internal expansion of the buildings, but I think the truck might be another option for us as well. Um, first question, what was the first question again? What was it like going from the truck yeah. to the restaurant? Man, that was a tough transition. Um, we went from working in a little truck to a whole giant store. So, you know, the focus had to be different. Um, the diligence had to be different. Um, the standards had to be different. It was just a whole nother approach to the way that we did business. Um, 
in a, in a different sense, you know, um, having to see the customer all the way through, you know, with the truck is kind of, you know, um, in our favor, you come up to the truck, you get the food, you're gone. And that's, and that's pretty much the end of your experience. But here you walk in and your experience starts, you know, by, you know, someone greeting you at the door and helping you with the menu to taking your order, people preparing your order, uh, people checking to make sure the order is accurate and up to standard. You then you got the cleanliness of the dining room, your bathrooms, the whole atmosphere. It's, it's a whole lot you're responsible for and in charge of. So shifting, shifting the mindset of myself and my team um, to be aware of all these things on a consistent basis and deliver the brand um, probably was the hardest part. Mm -hmm. We lost a lot of people in the transition, uh, not in the transition, but you know, once the pandemic hit, um, even you know, some of the people that were on with us from the truck really couldn't you know, make that transition into how things were going in this direction versus how they were in the truck. You know, it's a little bit of a disconnect there. Um, so it was a rough patch, man. Plus we were super busy, like super busy. Extremely like, busy. Yeah, unbelievably busy, you know? So um, what we did in the truck was nothing compared to what we're doing in the store, you know? So we had to totally adapt um, our systems and the way that we did things, you know, and, and at, in the beginning, I would say it was, it was a eye opening experience. It was a rough experience, but uh, given where we are now, uh, I think that we kind of hit our plateau and we kind of leveled out to where we should be. And we can, we can flow at a consistent level that's acceptable to the company and the customer. Yeah. When you say you were busy, I was there for the soft <laughs> opening <laughs> and then I couldn't get no more for about two weeks. And I was like, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. It was unbelievable. And then the pandemic hit and it just, all that was just gone. Right. So we kind of lost the honeymoon phase of our opening, man. It was rough, you know, because normally you, you, you operate, you know, a good three to three to four months in the honeymoon after opening a restaurant where everybody wants to come and you kind of get ahead financially and mm -hmm. things like that. We didn't really have that opportunity, um, but the Lord provided Yes, he did. Yeah, man. yeah. Wow. Let me think. What do I want to talk about now? What do you have upcoming? You got any secrets you can share that may be coming to the menu? Um, secrets to the menu. Yeah, man. We got a. Uh, we 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 do seasonal desserts now. I don't know if you know, but right now our banana pudding pie cup is our number one right now seasonal dessert. Yes, I saw yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really good, man. Um. But that's going to switch out here soon. Uh, hopefully, the end of the month, we're going to go into a strawberry shortcake, and we're going to use our butter crunch cake as the base. Okay. So uh, we're working on a new creation with that. So that's that's something that's new that people should be on the lookout for. Trying to switch it up to where, you know, offering a uh, fresh seasonal dessert that kind of fits the mood. It's going to be sunny outside, nice and hot, something a little bit lighter, some strawberries, a little bit of cream, you know what I mean, with a nice piece of cake. So um, trying to keep it keep it fresh. All right, so I wanted to wear my red got fish shirt today. Yeah, but I I didn't wore it out, and I need another one. So done. I'm done. Gonna put that out there in the universe. <laughs> On me, man. <laughs> I got you, man. No problem. I appreciate you for man, uh, supporting and rocking the merch. Man. man, I would wear the shirt, and people would chase me down, like, "Yo, you yeah. forgot fish? Where they at right now?" Like, I don't know yeah. where they at right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's phenomenal, man. It's phenomenal that, you know, what the Lord has done um, through our business and through us as individuals, man. I really appreciate it. And I don't take it for granted at all. Um, and that's why we operate from the stand that we do is, is, is my way of saying thank you. Uh, you get to come in here and get great service in a great atmosphere, a clean restaurant and high food quality um, all the way through. Just a totally great experience that I'm responsible for to give back to the customers that come through the door. 
I think we should have a battle between you and Chick Fil A. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's that's, bad. that's, that's bad. where I'm going. That's the direction I'm going for. You know, um, Chick Fil A has established themselves over the years um, through their customer service, through their consistent food quality, and through their cleanliness. And we plan to do the same. Man, I was in there eating one day, and uh, I, I'm not—I don't know who the, the lady was, but she was an older lady. And mm-hmm. I just sat down. I got my drink. I was eating my food. My drink got halfway full. And she was like, "You want a refill?" And I had to give her a double take. Like, "Oh, really? You do that?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did that prior to the pandemic. That was one of our steps of service for you know our dining room people to, to offer um, drink refills, carry all trays, and everything like that. Um, one of my gifts, man, is hospitality and service. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I share my gifts with my staff. I share my gifts with my leadership team. I share my gifts with anybody that come through the door. So I want people to feel how I would feel if I was walking into the establishment. Mm-hmm. And you got, you already had me with the truck. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Like you say, fish is a man. When I walked into the restaurant, so for the first time, it was like this, come on in. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's like you, you have, you can fish, man. You don't have to say a word. Sometimes you can let, you know, your atmosphere speak. You can let the food speak. You can let the service speak. And those type of things open up and spark so many different conversations and avenues to travel. It, it, you know, it, it, it just opens the door for so much more. I had to have you on here, man. I am so proud of your journey, your work, and your vision. Uh, let the people know how they can get in touch with you, how they can, where they can find a restaurant, how they can order online, how they can get this deliciousness in their life. Yeah, thank you, man. I, well, again, uh, first, I, I appreciate you for having me. I thank you for your support, uh, your continued support. Um, like I said, you've been there for since the beginning. Yeah, uh, kids used to come out that joint all the time, man. <laughs> But um, no, I appreciate you guys. But they can find us at gotfishseafood.com. Um, you can order online. You can do catering on gotfishseafood.com, pre-orders. Um, anything you can think of is pretty much on our website. Uh, we're located at 14 Town Center Way in Hampton. Um, and you can check us out, man. We open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 3 and 4 to 8 p.m. Closed on Sunday and Monday. And uh, we come into Chesapeake. Word. I'm in the Chesapeake, man. It's on its way. It's in the works. Uh, hopefully by mid-year, you should see us in that direction and um, stay tuned for that. Do you have an area already in mind? Like, I don't want an address or nothing, but like an uh, area. Greenbrier. Greenbrier works for me. Uh, Greenbrier, yeah. Uh, so that's what we're working shucks. on that. Lord willing, we should be over there at mid-year and um, ready to service that area. And yeah, you that. know Mom Dukes live over there, so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I was coming to see you. Uh, <laughs> Come in, get one of these lobster tails. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Man, I took her. Oh, so before we sign off, I got to tell the story. Um, the first time she had your truck, you were in Portsmouth. And it was, um, I believe it was the weekend of Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And I said, come on, Mom, I'm going to get you some food. So she thought. I was taking her to a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. We put up to the food truck. I could feel the vibe. I could feel yeah. it. it <laughs> Boy, I don't even have no truck. What are you trying to do? Yeah. <laughs> Mama, hold on. You got to see. This is different. So we had to pull up like 30 minutes before you guys open. So uh-huh. we could be one of the first ones in the line. Yep. Boy, I don't want to be out here staying. I got my good shoes. Mama, just come on. Just come on. Yeah. Mama. So we got there. She got her food. She had her her face on. <laughs> S- 
soon as that container cracked open, it was like you could see the atmospheres change. The yeah, lights came yeah. down from heaven. It was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> So the next time a holiday came up, we going to that truck, son. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful thing, man. That's a beautiful thing. I love stories like that. Um, you know, that was one of the things that we were able to really establish ourselves on is the presentation, the food quality from out of a truck, man, you know, because most people don't deliver um, like that coming out of a truck. But um, it just shows the pride and the, and the level of expertise that we have to deliver um, a great product to our customers. And that's what it's really all about. Staying consistent. All right. Sign off. Give it to them like they'll get it if they was on the truck. Yeah, y'all come check us out. 14 Town Center Way. We're going to be here. Whole Boys Lobster Tails, Crabby Fries, all that goodness. Crab cakes, all that. You know what time it is. And don't forget your butter crunch cake. Don't forget the cake. Ladies and gentlemen, 757 Renaissance Man. I'm Sean. That's Ski. Got fish. And we out.